Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Hendrix. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's thinking that they're going to be one in Brudricks. No, that doesn't really... Or Henbrew. That doesn't even really... It doesn't work. That's why we're not going to do it. Yeah, let's not... Let's, let's, let's not, stay away. Let's not worry about Hendrix. No. No, I mean, it's fine people. I'm just saying. But for, we for an expansion not, of, of No, we're not doing brew, that. We're not doing that, so... But if you are in Hendrix and you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your house. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on the front counter, we got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. We are just a couple of weeks away from Father's Day, so if you haven't already and you're looking for that great gift idea for Dad, head over to College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're original by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's best restaurant. If you want to take Dad out to a nice evening on Father's Day, or I guess I'd be on Father's Day, it'd be a Sunday, but you know, dads, are, we're more flexible than moms, so we might be cool with a Saturday dinner. At least I would be. And if, you, if, if my kids are like, Dad, we're taking you to Restaurant Tyler here on Saturday, let's go. Let's get in the car. I'm not going to turn that down because I want a great steak, want some fantastic sides, and I want my favorite dessert in Starkville, the stuffed pancakes. I want that. So if I can get it, I'm going to take it. This Father's Day, treat Dad to Restaurant Tyler, and any day you want to treat yourself, head over there to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Look them up on PriorityOneBank.com. Find the location nearest you and open an account today. It's important. Our small-town banks, those are the cornerstones of a lot of our, of our cities here in, in the state of Mississippi. We always talk about eat local. We always talk about shop local. It's important to bank local as well. It's important to have that kind of relationship each and every week with your bankers. That way, if you need to make a loan decision, you're talking to your friends. You're talking to people you know. You're talking to people who know you. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Before we get into the, uh, the sports, Rob, i got to wish you a happy anniversary. For the for you know, on the show, yes, today uh, on in twenty uh, uh, twenty twenty one was the day we announced uh, that Joel was leaving and that okay. you were coming on board. How about that? There you go. So technically, popped up in my Facebook memories today. Technically, tomorrow will be should be your first show. First show. Yeah, but okay. this would have been the day that we were we were you know Joel T is out, Robbie Falk is in. How about that? Yeah, we've had a good run. So the day far. we threw him through the barbershop window. <clears throat> Oh, I knew he was going to do that. What an act of cowardism by Coleman! Yeah, yeah, so. that, it, it's been a good run. We, we've had we, we've had a uh, 
Had our ups and downs. I feel like we've had a good boost here yeah. in the last yeah. year and a half, two years. Yeah. No thanks and to the baseball team, but uh, you know that's right. I mean, we don't have a whole lot. Our to... first year, we had the baseball team. You know, was oh, well, we hit it perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah, state wins a national championship yeah. like three weeks into the show. Yeah, but um, you know, we've seen some. You're right. We've seen some ups and downs to say the least. So I guess we were in we were in Hoover on this day, or something like that, because we announced we? it on because we remember we made the, the we made the announcement. Uh, didn't we? Didn't we do something with you on the air? We had you at the bus, and no, no, you, but you, you did make the announcement. But I, I mean, I wasn't like okay. on. No, yeah, you I was. Were on yeah, with I was. Us, but I, was. I don't know. If, I don't know if we came out and said, you know, we just said. I think we just sort of like, hey, he's here. Let's have him talk. You know. Yeah, I did have like a small segment. It was like yeah. after state got run ruled by Florida. Yeah, they did, and then the next day, and then. But it was good after that. But I remember saying on that show, like, I'm not that concerned about. Yeah. This like it just feels like they, right as always. It's kind of their. It's kind of their M.O. under Chris well, Simonis, but That's a good segue, talking about not being as concerned. Because, Robbie, everywhere I look, and I think you and I at this point have gotten used to Mississippi State football. You know, getting, I, don't want to, I don't like the term disrespect, because that makes it feel like it's intentional, right? You know, If you disrespect somebody, you're doing it on purpose. But there can be a lack of respect sometimes. Mississippi State, and again, I always like to point out to everybody's favorite media guy, Barrett Sali, wrote an article few years back, and it's it's held up that Mississippi State consistently the most underrated team by the SEC Media Days group polls. Every year they're predicted to finish 5th, 6th, 7th. Every year they finish 4th. Last year they finished 3rd. Uh, they finished 2nd one year when they were picked to finish last. That was in 2014. In 2015, with the all-SEC quarterback returning, they were picked to finish last and they finished 3rd. Uh, and so this year, you know, again, 5th, 6th, okay, I get it. You got questions about Arnett. But I have trouble looking at this roster and, and people telling me that, with a straight face, they think State's going to finish last in the West. I have trouble with that, especially when I know what Arkansas and Auburn, and Ole Miss for that matter, Ole Miss fans can go in and start, you guys can just go ahead. Go ahead and start getting upset with me because it's coming. You know, when, when you see my poll and I've got you fifth in the West, sixth in the West, you, you, that's where you belong. I can't believe that there's nobody willing. Very few people are willing to step up. Now, we I saw Josh Pate on late kick was willing to do it. He's willing to say some some positive things. Gonna he try said to, that last year too. Going to try to have him on the podcast with us this week. He said he would be available later this week. Hope we can make that connection. But it's crazy to me that every year these guys fill out their poll. They put state sixth or seventh, and then every year at the end they're like, oh well, they were third or fourth. Why? I don't know. It's, Why this year? But it's always like that. It's like that with everything. If you go, I mean, we always see some random fan from another conference or from inside this conference that talks about, you know, booting Mississippi State out of the conference or mm. comparing Mississippi State to, you know, one of the worst teams in the SEC or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, if you if you start bringing out the facts, it completely, you know, shoots that in the face. Right. Mississippi State, since the, since the SEC went to divisions, Mississippi State's been last in the SEC five times in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Five times. You know how many times they've been last since 2010? None, right? Once. Once. Was that the COVID year? 2020. Yeah. That's the only time since 2010, 13 years, 12, 13 years, whatever it is, only once have they been last. And I guarantee you they've been picked last at least five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that stretch. Oh, at least. Easily. 
So I don't know what it is, but Mississippi State is just not a media darling. It's not a – it's – and that that's, I think that's – that's how state people like it. I mean, that's, I agree with that. This is the Mississippi State way. You have to earn everything you get. You're never going to be, you know, the team that's spotlighted. You're never going to be the team that everybody talks about. Everybody always blows up Auburn. Everybody always blows up Ole Miss, Texas A&M. They routinely finish below their projections. Mississippi State routinely finishes above its projections. That's just the staple of Mississippi State athletics. And if, as the really the university as a whole, everybody talks about how crappy of a town Starkville is. You actually visit the place. We go around a few restaurants. We get around some people. We actually realize it's a good place. Um, you get around the football program. You see the football team play. You realize that the program's actually a good program. Consistently going to bowl games. Consistently went. They don't have a whole lot of ups and downs. It's just a consistent program, no matter who the coach is. It makes me laugh every time when a fan of a program who hasn't been to 13 straight bowls throws out, yeah, but y'all did this and this. And, like, if it's so easy, yeah. why haven't why, why you, are you done not it? doing it? Why hasn't Florida done it? <clears throat> they, they don't have the same streak that Mississippi State has. Why hasn't Ole Miss done it? I mean, I understand they had NCAA probation, but they've had losing seasons mm-hmm. in that time frame as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, why hasn't Kentucky done it? They don't have as long a streak. Why hasn't Tennessee done it? Why hasn't Auburn done it? If it's so easy, why haven't you done it? You got basically the same schedule. Yeah, it, it, it drives me insane, and it, it also drives me insane when Mississippi State fans downplay it. Like this is a program that prior to 2010 had been to like eight bowls ever. Yeah, and all of a sudden you you know, you know some bowls were too good for them. Like it drives me insane. But and I get understand. I like you definitely you could want better. Like you'd want to be in the Sugar Bowl. You want to be in those big bowls. There's nothing wrong with playing on Florida in Florida on a New Year's Day or the day after New Year's in the sun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but Mississippi State you should re- never take going to a bowl game for granted. You shouldn't, because I mean, my goodness, they're, 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 <laughs> I've been through those years where that yep. that was a pipe dream. Um, well, four of the five times they finished, uh, well, three really. I don't I don't really count '09. They finished last, but that mm-hmm. was kind of a positive trajectory. Right. Three of those years were you know '01, '04, mm-hmm. like. Those years that we sat through that were so awful. Yeah. Um, and nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody. And the state is not in that spot right no, now. No, So you have a, a team that returns its starting quarterback, starting running back, good chunk of the receiving core, four offensive linemen, brings back a ton of production defensively, has been successful in the transfer portal in finding some, some guys to fill the holes that, that, that do exist. Has recruited at basically the same level for the past five, six years. So you you know the talent level has been where it's going to be. Plays eight home games this year, and people are just wanting to write this team off already. And I'm seeing a lot of, you know, six and six and like like if you want to say seven and five, all right, I can buy like maybe Arnett, it's the job's too big for him this year and, and some things get away from it. Fine. I, I, seven wins, a fine. But six and six, I mean, you're you're basically saying that you think they're going to go two and six in the conference. Yeah, I, I just have trouble seeing that. I understand the four toss up games are on the road. You know, I get that with Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, A and M, South Carolina. Rogers has won at Auburn. He's won at Texas A and M. He's won at Vanderbilt. He's won at Ole Miss. He's won at Arizona. He's been a decent quarterback on the road. Yeah. Defense tends to travel, so State will be good defensively on the road in those road games. I just. You know, Again, and I talked about this on Wednesday. This is a relatively old team. This is a veteran team. And I think I, like I, I, really, I really do believe that it all just goes back to if Mike Leach were still here, 
Yeah. And this team was bringing back Mike Leach for year four of the air raid with Rodgers in the air raid and everything else. That they would probably be getting a lot of preseason hype. They probably it be ranked it's top twenty five. Totally, perception. but because you have Arnett, who has never coached a game, and it's it's funny because you know if you go back to no, late November, a lot of college football people would have been like, "Well, that guy's on the fast track to be a head coach." And I, I forget. I think it was David Ubbin who we had on just the other day made a comment that you know he was talking about Arnett. Nobody else in the SEC would have hired Arnett, so Mississippi State shouldn't have. And I get I get what he's trying to say, right? If Kiffin had left Ole Miss, Arnett would not have been a candidate there. If Stoops left Kentucky, Arnett would not have been. I mean, I, I think coach I, of Vanderbilt. Probably. Vanderbilt might be the one. But my, my, I get what he's trying to say there. Yeah. But at the same time, he under, he acknowledged these are special circumstances. State wanted to get some stability. They wanted to rally their team around their guy. And they felt like sooner rather than later he was going to be a head coach. Why not throw him into the fire? Um, I mean, if anything else, it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, a couple years, if you, you, you look up in 2025 and the program's not going the right direction, it's easy to make a move. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I have a lot of faith in Zach Arnett just based on my knowledge of him and what he was able to do. I mean, that 2020 defense should not have been good. No. Should not have been good, and it was. Well, we've just, we've, we've watched him practice. Yeah. We've watched him through the spring. We've seen how he's kind of handled things within the program. It just doesn't seem like he's lost. It seems like he has a stability there within his program. It's hard to believe them just everything just blowing up in their face. I just if you go to a Mississippi State practice right now and you couldn't see the people out there coaching, you would think it was a Dan Mullen run practice. You would think it was a Mike Leach run practice. There's not a whole lot of differences in what I see at those practices and what I saw in in 2013, 2014. And what I saw with Mike Leach, and that you know, you still got to win games on the field, and there's a lot to that. But from a day-to-day, you know, process to practice to structure within the program, I just don't see a whole lot of instability with this team under Zach Arnett. That to me speaks very highly of him, and that shows you that he does know what he's doing, and he's kind of prepared for this. I've never felt like Zach Arnett was in over his head. Um, now, we could talk about recruiting and talk about they don't have a lot of juice right now. I get that. But from a day-to-day operation standpoint and to a scheme uh, standpoint and all of that, I feel like Zach Arnett has a good handle on things. And I, I get the the fact that everybody's just kind of in wait-and-see mode. But if you're in, you know, Mississippi State's not going to be in any good Mode, mm-hmm. then you're just. I don't get it. You're, you're you haven't really done your research. Yeah, that's 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 the nice way of putting it. Yeah, that's the nice way of putting it. So we'll see what happens with this team. Obviously, you know, there's a long way to go before the season, and you know, things could go wrong. But that's true about every team, right? You know, I mean, every team's quarterback could get hurt. Right. Well, we say that could, all the time. Could like, have injuries. You know, it's it's not it's not specific to Mississippi State. Oh, if Will Rogers goes down, they're in trouble. Like. What happens if uh, Jaden Daniels goes down? What happens if KJ Jefferson goes down? Yeah, this the same things happen when your starting quarterback gets hurt. It doesn't matter what college. Arkansas team wasn't very good last year when Jefferson was exactly, out. exactly. So I feel like people sometimes I like put a bubble around problems and say, well, if this happens to Mississippi State, that's going to be a huge issue. But it's a huge issue anywhere. Yeah, you know, injuries hurt teams. Yeah, so you just have to buy into the idea that. What you're doing and what what your coaches are working on makes sense, and I think 
what the, the, the talent State has offensively, what they want to do offensively with under Barbe makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed last year they could run the football, even in a system not designed to run the football. So I feel like when they get into a system that is designed to run the football, they're going to be successful at it. And then Arnett and Brock, I, mean, I know that those two guys know they know what, what's going on with the defense. The athletic guy was the first guy that I've heard speak highly of Kevin Barbe in this offense mm-hmm. and not speak in terms of, well, I, th- I think this is going to be a huge adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they can do with this offense. He's the first one, I think, that's actually kind of looked into Kevin Barbe mm-hmm. and kind of followed his career and followed his offensive scheme and all that. I'm not, I'm not saying that you know Cole Kublik and those guys don't know what they're talking about. but text Cole real quick. Because <laughs> he's way smarter than me. <laughs> I just don't, for you I don't think that he, that he and Hester and those guys are really believe in Kevin Barbe right mm-hmm. now. Well, I, just, I, I get, you know, I get it. Yeah, I do get they're, they're it. Just, no, I get it. That, having Rodgers is and a I, big that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're wrong on that. Yeah. I'm just saying this is the first guy that I've heard if, speak highly of Kevin Barbe. If Rodgers wasn't here, I would be nervous mm. because, well, they would have had to. They'd have to they would have to go hard at somebody in the port, and no, they might really, have gotten somebody really good. They might know. have, but at the same time, it was you know, it was really hard to say. But even then, it would have been you know. Not only just the familiarity with the offense, but Rogers' familiarity with his teammates, his receivers—they all—they know each other. They know what they're going to do, and just having that veteran presence is is big. And I, I don't worry about the physical stuff with him. You know, yeah. I, I, people are wondering about you know to be able to handle the big throws. We saw in the spring game he put the ball on on, on a dime a couple times from fifty plus. So I'm I feel and fine. The, people, I think people think big throws like. 50, 60 yards on well, the field. Well, they see Will Levis. They yeah. see Will Levis flick the ball 65 yards on the field. It doesn't have to be that. Just and, out, be able to throw and out throw the receiver about yeah. 10 yards. you got to be able to throw it 35, 40 yards. Yeah, if he can throw it 20 to 30 yards yeah, he'll and be throw, it, throw it accurately, Fine. then he's good. I mean, that's <laughs> you don't have to throw the ball 60 yards down the field. They'll be picked last at media days. I don't have they any. absolutely Last will. year I thought, I was, I was this, like, they, they might not A lot not of these idiot year, SEC fans that are going to vote for – Alabama, you know, all the Alabama people are going to vote for them first, right, right off the bat. I'm not voting Alabama first, no chance. Well, I'm talking about these touchdown Alabama homers. Oh, I agree with that, but the, the biggest homers in the media I are wonder, LSU and Alabama. Nashville is still a drivable thing. Next year, when we're in Dallas, I bet that cuts down on that. Not, those guys aren't going to fly out there. I don't know, man. But huh. you have some they, like they'll, they'll rent a bus. I'll get on my rant after SEC Media Days about how these people don't deserve to vote because you'll have somebody vote in South Carolina first Somebody votes East. Vanderbilt first every year. I mean, year. Just, uh, I just want to slap them. It's, just, it's not it's, – if you don't want to take it seriously, that's fine. I don't have a problem with you want, you want to be a person who doesn't take this job seriously. And look, I'm not saying that I'm we're curing cancer over here yeah. or hammering out world peace. It's not that big of a deal, but at the same but time – But like, I take my job seriously. Right. You know, that's how I put food if, on the table. If we're going to me- – if we're going to – Measure something, and the yeah. SEC measures. They they put this out. Yeah. the conference. If you're going to be serious about this, and you are, everybody considers you a you know billion dollar industry or whatever yeah. they are. The SEC you can't be offering credentials up to somebody. We who's can't like, give. It, I think it's funny to vote Vanderbilt first. Every right. Week. We we got to. I mean, and we can't give credentials to just anybody. I agree with that. I mean, if you're not going to credential this person yeah. at a at a sporting event, right. No credential. Well, I mean, there are some people who are getting credentialed at sporting events that don't need to be credentialed. That's either. true. That's, a, that's but don't, a but like sport. we don't need to. If we don't know what these what these sites are, if if nobody visits these places, nobody knows they exist. Don't credential them. And I, and I get it's just media days, but like it's just a it's just a pain to see these preseason p- predictions and you know 
Bama's going to be picked first, even though they they have so many question marks. Um, I don't think so. I think LSU's going to get picked first. I hope so. I hope, I hope it's done right. Because I, think, I, think, I that's, think it's going to go Georgia, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee. I think that's what it should be. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you have a chance, we got some beef at the house. It's just ground beef. But my wife made some kubi today. Robbie's going to get to try kubi for the first time. I've never had it. I'm, I will, I'm, I'm very I will excited back. for you. I'm very excited for you. If you don't know what kubi is, well, then, I don't know. You must not have grown up in the Delta. Um, or you didn't have any Lebanese friends. That's a that's a Delta thing? Well, there's a lot of Lebanese in the Delta. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're, we're all over the place out there. What it, like we, we came from the desert, so when we saw a river, we were like, "Oh my God, let's live here." Is it like, I mean, what what's the connection? Like they they just settled there, like for farming, or like, I don't what's know, the? I don't know the answer to that. Same with there's a lot of Italians in the Delta too. I mean, you're technically in the Delta, so I, I live mean, in like, Vicksburg. Yeah, yeah. As as we learned the other day, it ends in Vicksburg. So that's right. So, uh, if you're looking for great ideas for dinner, if you will come up, cook up some great weeknight meals, easy to do. Go to msbeef.org. They've got a ton of recipes that make beef the star of the show. Your family will be happy because you're preparing a delicious meal, but it's also really good for them as well. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. We are on a roll with some great weather here in the Starkville, Mississippi. So my, my suggestion to you is anytime you can get outside and sit on the porch out there at Two Brothers, sit out there on the patio, do it. Enjoy this 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 weather while it lasts. I, I I told my wife today I was like I just want this weather to last until June seventeenth. On June seventeenth, it can be ninety five with one hundred percent humidity. Don't care, but I want to go to that Foo Fighters concert and it be like eighty one. Yeah, not, That's what not I too want. humid. Just a yeah. I'm, not I'm, not rainy, I'm say, not windy. I'm say a little prayer for that. But I wish I would have got tickets to that, but it's, it's been sold out yeah. for a while. So, well, you know, you probably got the last two tickets. You son of a gun. Ah. I don't think so. We got them pretty early. So. Uh, anyway, if I if I had to say a second prayer, it would be for some chicken chipotle tacos, though. Maybe some smoked wings, because they that are would be up there on they my are list. sent from the heavens. So, anytime you want to enjoy a great meal, do it at Two Brothers. And don't forget, whenever you go to Two Brothers, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. Great products, great service. Every business has them, but every business says they have them. I'm sorry, not everybody can deliver on that promise. How do you know who's the, the the contenders from the pretenders? How long have they been open? How long have they been serving their customers? How does 48 years sound to you? That's what we're talking about with Advantage Business Systems. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call them back. And you're talking to the same people who made you the sale, the same people you know and you trust. That's a huge difference for everybody, and you need to figure out what the difference is. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue and their collegiate collection. Again, great gift ideas for Dad. Father's Day is coming up. Dad wants to look sharp. Get him a polo from the Groves Collegiate. The Groves. The Rogue's Collegiate. Oh, no, not the Grove. Not the Grove. Ooh. 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 We see what's on your mind. Spending all that time with Richard Cross and Michael Borky. I almost made a joke today in our group text about uh, about our friend Ben Portnoy when... uh, Grace tweeted out, Grace Yuvara, Stefan's yeah. girlfriend, yeah. tweeted out that he cried during the uh, the singing of, of whatever it is, Sweet Home Indiana. I don't know what their song is called. Sweet Home Indiana. It doesn't matter what it's called. But was roll, like, tide, roll. <laughs> go, Hoosiers, go. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, Ben Portnoy cried during the Ole Miss fight song. Yes. 
as we all know, he's a secret rebel. Uh, they played the I Saw the Light. He's oh, God. They <laughs> played the Moroccan version of Dixie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the Rogues Collegiate Collection, maroon and white shirts, great name brands, great styles, and most importantly, the logos that you want. The M over S, the Walking Bully, the State Script. That's what you're looking for, and that's what Dad wants. So hook him up with a great, great polo from the Rogues Collegiate Collection. Again, when you support the Rogue, you support the Bulldog Initiative. Louisville Wine Bar, I was talking to my wife. She and I went to, to Bluto's for lunch the other day, and I was like, I can't believe you haven't been to Luva yet. And she was like, wait a minute, what is that? And I was like, first off, you don't listen to the podcast, why are we married? But secondly, I, I explained it to her. I was like, this is a great place. They got wine. They got, they got food. They got craft cocktails. I was like, how are you and your friends not there? She's like, we will be there very soon. So next girls weekend, they get together. Gotta I try I, they, they need to head over there. And you do, too. If you haven't been to Luva, you're missing out. It's a great place. It's a place we don't have anything like that in Starkville. So make sure it's doing well. Head over to Luva at 509 University Drive. Let's talk a little baseball. The rumor mill is starting to crank up on this pitching coach search. I feel like Mississippi State fans, by and large, are starting to settle on a name. Uh, and that name is Rob Walton, who's the uh, currently the pitching coach at Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State, as we're recording this, it's 5 o'clock, almost 6 o'clock on a Sunday. They may be hosting their regional. Uh, they had a really good Big 12 tournament. Uh, they may have pushed themselves into a host spot. Regardless, their season won't end for at least one more week, maybe two. Depends on how they do. And then it could, could go further than that. But that's the guy that feels like that's the most smoke around. When I've talked to some people, that name has definitely come up. Nobody's telling you anything solid. Nobody's telling you anything you know, concrete, but that's the name that the rumor mill seems to like the most. Are you hearing the same things that I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely been a hot name for Mississippi State for the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I always caution people when you hear those names right off the bat, a lot of times that's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. Very rarely has Mississippi State gotten a guy that was the first name. It's very true. And, um, I will say that I talked to someone that is close to Rob Walton mm-hmm. that, source. I would, that I would consider very close that said that as of right now, there is no interest on his side. But, you know, that could be, you know, he could be kind of keeping it close to the vest mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, I do believe that Mississippi State's very interested. I don't think that there's been any kind of formal agreement right. or even informal. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. No, nothing formal. I don't think for there's sure. been anything, you know, concrete as of yet. Conversations. Yeah, I'm sure there's been I'm sure there's been some talk. Mm-hmm. But you know, this could be agent play. It could be uh smokescreen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It would definitely be a great hire, I think, for Chris Simonis to pull a guy like that. But um as of now, as of right now, I'm not a hundred percent certain on Rob Walton being the next pitching coach for Mississippi State. Yeah. I just nothing is ever certain until it's done. Right. You know, nobody it's, ever gets the job until they get. I it. would say he's definitely you know numero uno right now as far Agreed. as names regarding Mississippi State's coaching search. But I don't I don't believe that there's anything concrete on that just yet. The only thing that concerns me about the search here is that when you you look at your your hot list and a lot of things, he's cl- he's clearly the best name in my opinion because I don't yeah. think the Wake Forest guy is a real candidate. I think that's a guy who he'll be a head coach before he'll be. Yeah, probably. You know, and with Ostrander taking the USM, you're gonna job, have to pay him over a million dollars too. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, easily. 
you know, and, and offer a two-year deal. That's the other thing that's going to happen. I feel like they're going to have to offer two-year contracts because they're going to want buyout money. They're not going to. Yep. Nobody's coming here on a one-year deal. Um, so, so Walton is kind of the top dog on, on that list. Everybody else is, you know, you look at them, they're, they're young or they're just they haven't had that that big-time job yet. So we'll see how that goes. MSU actually picked up a pitch, pitcher out of the portal today. Um, Nate Lamb uh, is the new uh, addition to this team, a, a, a grad transfer, left-hander from – and, I, guys, I'm with you on this. I did not know Young Harris College existed until this moment in time. I, I learned of its existence around 11 a.m. when that, that all got tweeted out this morning. Had, I think some people thought it was a junior college. Yeah, apparently it used to be. It has so recently it's bumped itself a D2. up. It's a D2 school, but Lamb was a, uh, a pitcher for this this school a year ago. Uh, eight and one on the season. Uh, trying to find games started. Started fourteen games for the. You know, just based off the mascot, I'm gonna say the Panthers. Maybe the Cougars. They, yeah. they don't have a mascot on their website. They have a picture of it. I need to know what they're. I need to know what it is. Let's some see. kind of the uh, Mountain Lions. Some kind of I was close. Cat. So they're the Mountain Lions. Okay. Uh, it's Cougars, Mountain Lions, kind of the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I could have said Pumas as well, probably. Yeah, the very, very close. Yeah. There's something you don't want to see on Red Dead. I'll put it that way. Uh, but anyway, here's the stats. 3.53 ERA, 1.28 whip. Uh, struck out 90 in 89 innings. Walked only 28. Teams did hit 252 against them, so that's not particularly great. But a left-handed plus arm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need some left-handed arms, so you know if this feels like a guy you can take a chance on, that you feel like he's got some good stuff. Why not? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a guy that you bring in here to compete. I don't foresee him getting scholarship or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like I don't think they're spending any money on him, so he can come in in the fall and compete for a roster spot if he doesn't get it. So I don't. There's a lot of people upset about this. I don't get being upset about it. Yeah. Just let him come in and well, compete. I, mean, I, He's get got, having, I can have questions about it. I get that. You can say you can have questions, but upset's a weird. It's I tough, mean, yeah. like saying the staff doesn't have a clue what they're doing. I mean, the guy throws mid nineties, right? Mm-hmm. For the left side, yeah. If something happens to come together for him, and you have a guy from the left side throwing ninety five, ninety six, then you have a you know premium type arm out of the bullpen that throws from the left side, and you're looking for left-handed pitchers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, it is kind of a, like, huh, take, but at the same time, I, I just don't see a whole lot of concern with it. Like, I, I'm not really all that upset about it, you know? I'm not over the moon. I wouldn't be over the moon, like, excited about it, but this is, like, the first guy that, you can basically get out of the portal because there's no one, there's hardly anybody in it right now because we are, I guess, two days away from that happening. So there's there, there's a lot of pitchers that Mississippi State needs to get out of the portal, and they're not all going to be all conference in the Big Twelve or all SEC guys. There there's going to be some guys like right. this because you got to piece together a staff. And not your entire staff isn't going to be full of great players that have proven it on this level. Yeah, no That's chance. just not going to happen. Yeah. But they have a guy in the bullpen that they can throw ninety five from the left side if he comes in here and wins a spot. Yeah, 
then you've got a good player. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. Just move on. Move on to the next. I mean, there's going to be like 20 guys I mean, in the pitching guy, staff. Well, not only that, I mean, like guys get processed all the time yeah. from, from the end of fall to the beginning of spring. It happens every year. So you bring him in, you give him a look, and if you don't like it, well, then you can move on. But if you do like it, then you've got a plus left-handed arm in your bullpen, and you need those because you don't have them right now. So I'll just say last year, about this time, Mississippi State landed um, Nate Dome, and people questioned everybody it. were were everybody was looking at the numbers and saying this doesn't really look very good. Yeah, and he turned out to be he's fine one of state's best pitchers. He's fine. So so just being let's one just of state's best happens. pitchers though is being one of the skinniest hate ads. Right, but he was good. Like yeah, he was it, good. I mean, he like he definitely hit a wall late in the season. But I think a lot of that had to do with the little injury that he had at Auburn. But I mean, there's no question about it. More than more often than not, when he came out of the bullpen, he was one of the few guys you felt could yeah. go through Agreed. an SEC lineup. Absolutely. So, all right, uh, tomorrow's show talk a little more football. Plus, we've got an SEC preview. Do we say we're doing Arkansas tomorrow? Yeah. The Arkansas Razorbacks, that's tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, interviews. We might, might try to do a couple interviews this week. Uh, we, you know, we'll pick up the pace a little bit here. Plus, next week, don't forget, we start our opponent preview, so we'll be talking about the Egg Bowl uh, in June. Always uh, always fun to do that. Uh, plus, anything else that pops up, you know that we're going to talk about it. Uh, after this, Robbie and I are headed to grab some pizzas and then go watch Double or Nothing. So, Congratulations to Vanderbilt and their tens of fans for their one SEC thing before we championship. Go, before we go, the conference... Tweeting about the Whistler is one of the most ridiculous things. Show me that social media guy. I want him fired. Bring, bring him to me. Bring him, bring him to me now. Again, this is a guy who there was a rumor going around a few months ago that he had died, and overwhelmingly the response was, thank God. Yeah, and that's, that doesn't I mean, speak highly. The, the guy's sitting at home like yeah, drinking coffee. Good or bad or indifferent, how you feel about that, the fact that people were happy this guy was dead – should tell you that maybe promoting him not the best idea to the other thirteen. By the way, schools. everybody got that wrong. Yeah, they they thought it was him. Then they're like, no, nah, it's the other whistler. And it was neither. It was neither one. It was just somebody had started a rumor, and it was not true. It was one of their fans who I think had been suffering through cancer over the yeah. years, and um, well, people thought it was the whistler. Goose, I think, his yeah. name, and like totally different guy. Yeah, somebody they thought it was a whistler, and everybody was like, thank God. And this is the, the conference should not be promoting this guy. It's obvious everybody hates him. And if anything, they should be telling him, don't come to the games anymore. Everybody hates Vanderbilt. Yeah. Nobody likes Vanderbilt. They have no endearing qualities about them. They're the worst. They really are bad. There's like, you know, the individuals in their fan base, that's how little fan support they have. Yeah. The, the, the fans at the game today were, it was kind of sad. There was like 15 Vandy fans and 25 Texas A&M fans. Yeah. It's not good for the conference. Let's, let's not promote the, uh, the whistler anymore, okay? I agree. Thank you. Talk to you guys tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Light on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.